0: Good afternoon, everybody. I'm the Common Sense American. First of all, I apologize for not doing a podcast last week. It was just one of those very busy weeks, and frankly, I didn't have a whole lot to say. I had talked about the Russian-Ukraine war a couple times in previous weeks, um, and I didn't want to do that again last week, and I didn't really have a major topic to discuss. And I found that when I just throw together a podcast and talk about uh, sort of the first thing that comes into my head... It really doesn't go as well, and no surprise there. This week, uh, I have a a pretty focused game plan. And for those of you who have gone into stores and wondered where all the product is and why the supply supply chain issues are are continuing and blaming it on a variety of factors, uh, I I completely understand. And as my family has been in business for, uh, in a retail business for 37 years plus, um, I think I have. Uh, more of an understanding of what's happening. Uh, I also know a lot of people who own their own businesses, who are in business, uh, who are high up in businesses, uh, and have been seeing this unravel. Um, And the point that I want to make above all is that this was starting to unravel well before uh, the pandemic. And the reason is, is that, look, there's one thing that we're not talking about we are talking about supply chain issues. we're talking about issues with Russia and China. We're talking about issues with our, our energy crisis and we're all we all understand that. Um, what we are not talking about is the issues with the people themselves. The biggest issue uh, with supply chain in this country right now is not uh, anything, Related to the pandemic anymore. It's not anything, like, well, it is, but uh, not directly. And I'll get into that in a little bit. It's more related to an attitude and uh, a very dangerous viewpoint that has started to sweep the nation, especially among the youth. And all you have to do is go onto social media. Uh, and, and take a look around, you start to get a sense of something very dark and disturbing creeping up. Uh, there's an entire sub-form uh, in, in Reddit called Anti-Work, and you'd be stunned at just how many people are in it and just what they're saying. Um, look, when you see an empty store shelf, And you've seen them, and you keep seeing them. And you're seeing them despite the fact that they say jobless claims are down. You're seeing them despite that they're saying things are back up and running for the most part. And there's, you know, no businesses are saying you can't work here if you have, you know, that 100-plus employee thing. That's gone. Thankfully, the court shot that down. Uh, There really aren't really any reasons left for this. And while there are international issues, of course... um, What we're seeing above all else, and what you will see, what you are starting to see amongst companies everywhere, small to large, is that there is one commonality. Even if they're not all the same in terms of uh, supply chain issues, um, even if some are better than others, they all are facing the same problem and have been for some time, which is they're not getting people. Uh, they're not getting help and they're not getting good help. You can't have a supply chain if the people in it are broken or if the attitude to keep that supply chain moving is starting to break and shatter. We now have what used to be and what builds a country, what builds a successful civilization is a pride of work, a pride of uh, productivity, of doing something that benefits the entire populace, building something up, and taking pride in that process, not in the rewards, the personal reward of that process. Uh, The current regime will spit on the works of Ayn Rand, for example, the concepts of objectivism. Uh, Those who are woefully uninformed and clueless about that topic uh, simply use you know, anti-capitalism things saying it's all about greed, when in fact, if you actually read the books, for example, Atlas Shrugged and The Fountainhead, there is no greed in any of the heroes and heroines. They shun that. They shun material uh, wealth. They don't care. That is not why they're doing what they're doing. That is not why they get up and go to work and do the best they can every single day. It's not why they're visionaries. It's not why they're ambitious and driven. The reason why those heroes were heroes is because they were doing it for everyone around them. What they're not getting, they're calling it greed. It's the exact opposite. It's the most altruistic thing anybody can do. Because it isn't for them. It's for everybody around them. It's to make the uh, society move. It's to keep it healthy. It's to keep it moving forward. And the only way that works is if you have happy, successful, ambitious workers driving it. When I say successful, I mean what you're doing is you're getting up every day and you're doing your job. You're not complaining about it. You're not whining. You're not saying what's in it for me. You're just doing your job because you know it's important and that you have this feeling that you're actually getting something done and that it is helping people if it's it, it maybe in a roundabout way, but it absolutely is. Whether you're pushing a broom around a classroom in the middle of the night or running a mega global corporation, you are still contributing. And when you have a society that starts to frown on this, when you have a uh, populace that is more about me, me, me and how much am I getting, an anti-employer, anti-business, anti-work. That's the end result of that. Uh, they have if you ask people who are trying to find one of the reasons why they're trying to find people, it's not that they have they do have a shortage of applicants, which is scary enough. But to add to that, the applicants that they are getting are I, I'll use the the word of, of, of a friend of mine who owns his own business. It's just they're, they're they're terrifying, especially between the ages of you know 20 and 35. Uh, and double if they're a college graduate. They are there to lecture you. Uh, there was one that had come up and said, "and said this is and on the resume was nothing. They had no experience at all besides the degree, and on it was a blueprint for lecturing and teaching." Uh, Him and his staff on how to be more inclusive, on how to be social justice warriors, on how to do things right for the environment, and telling them that this is what had to be done. Not offering anything in the way of any skill required for the job itself. Not saying I'm willing to do this, try new things, get better, um, and be there on time. I'm the one telling you the way it is. And oh, by the way, this is my required salary. This is what I demand. I demand this in terms of of vacation and personal days and sick days. uh, And you're going to do this or I'm going to leave. And there's some consternation and confusion among employers right now. Because this attitude has hit so hard and so fast that they don't even know what to do. They sort of spread their hands and go, well, maybe you don't understand how this works. Um, But in order for me to give you all these things, the business has to be doing extremely well. And in order for the business to be doing extremely well, we're looking for good people to make that happen. You're not offering anything. Uh, Why would I turn around and bend over backwards to give it to you uh, when you're not providing anything of any use for, for any reason?" They're demanding the world and offering nothing but trouble. And on top of that, you have insurance issues. Employers are finding it extremely difficult to offer any form of of coverage because we are such a woefully out of condition uh, and critically ill-populous pandemic or not always was the case. Uh, stretching back for several decades now. And when you have a socialistic idea behind medicine, which is everybody pays for everybody else, that means that all the healthy people are going to be paying for all the unhealthy people. When 20% of the population is drawing most of the money out of the system and we're all paying basically the same on our premiums, something is dreadfully wrong. It's incentivizing being slothful. We are in a situation now where we're incentivizing sloth and stupidity. We're telling people that it doesn't matter. We're telling people that they don't have to work. What did I say when I when they first floated the idea of a stimulus check, uh, when the pandemic first struck? I did a podcast as to why this was a slippery slope and why I was okay with the one payment because you are forcing everybody to basically stay home, and um, you know they got to do something. Uh, you can't. You can't. You're forcing them to do it. Hence, yet you're responsible for. For certain things. And I I was in agreement with that to some extent. I was not in agreement with the amount, uh, a a flat amount, and I was not in in agreement that this should continue. I said, look, this can happen once, this cannot happen again, and it cannot continue. Because you are ushering in an attitude. You are ushering in entitlement on top of all the entitlement and spoilage that we already had. And what did they do? The money kept coming. People were getting more paid more to sit home than they were to go to work. That was happening in multiple states. They were t- tacking on money on top of unemployment. They were, uh, And by the way, during this whole time, assistance never went away. If you were on assistance, it never stopped. They just added more money to it. And during this period of time, you know, it doesn't take long for people to get caught up in this, for people to be infected. For people to be infected with the idea that they can sit home, do nothing, and have their life be perfect. And then this, it's, it started to spread. This, yes, they, I think they were all aware that they had to go back to work, but what came with them when they went back to work was this new sense that they're not getting enough that they're not getting paid enough, that they're not getting enough benefits, that they're not getting enough respect at work, that they're not, that they're working too hard, when in fact most of them are working more than 40 hours a week to begin with, especially those who work for the state and federal government, and who get paid obscene amounts of money and have absurd retirement and pension plans, all of which need to be erased right now, or the entire place is going to go bankrupt. I'm not saying erased entirely. I mean, they need to be the plans need to be erased and redone because we have professors retiring at $300,000 a year uh, happen in my state, uh, and obviously one of the highest paid states for, for teachers and professors, but that kind of thing cannot continue to happen. They're just about useless to begin with. And even if you think they have some use, they're sure as hell not worth that. That's just the tip of the iceberg. You've got people who do very, very little and are expecting a whole lot more and aren't thinking that they have to learn more or get better or work harder and are not seeing the link between their work and how that affects uh, society. When you have supply chain issues, yes, you look to uh, certain things, but the one thing you really can't forget is what are the people doing? The people are failing this system right now. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Capitalism only fails when police, uh, when people fail the system. That's it. That's the only way that works. If people work and do their jobs and go about it and strive and work, that system will always function. When they start to adopt beliefs from other ideologies that does not fit in capitalism, that is anti-human in every way, that goes against the human drive to be productive and useful and to get up and move the hell around. What did we do during the pandemic? I said it was a bad sign that everybody basically sat home, spent money, ate, and looked at screens. That's what they did. That's why everybody gained weight and got worse in terms of health. It's the, and I said that's indicative right there of a sick society, of a lazy society, of a worthless society. When you have the majority of people, they're not all the time in the world. And what do they do with it? They just made everything worse for themselves and were slothful from sunup to sundown. Everybody put on weight. My parents are in a business where they see that. People are come in all the time. And after the pandemic, people they knew well for a long, all of a sudden, you know, they all gained 25, 30 pounds. Like every single one, 90%. And they could have done anything. They could have done anything. You didn't have to sit home, stare at a wall and eat. No, you didn't. Nothing was stopping you. Okay, you couldn't go to the gym. Nothing was stopping you from going outside and walking or running or going to a, a high school track and running around in a circle. Nothing was stopping you from expanding your horizons. Nothing was stopping you from uh, working on your health, which we all should have been doing because this was a pandemic of the critically unhealthy to begin with. And, of course, you were banned from saying that on social media. And now they're saying it everywhere. Of course, you were banned for saying it started in China. But now every single news source says, yes, oh, yeah, it started in China. And there, We can say it now. Couldn't say it then. What we have here is a supply chain issue that is directly linked to a rotting cesspool of ideologies that, are, that has infected a culture. That we don't have to work, that we don't have to work as hard. And what's happening now is they're desperately trying to rationalize this. They're showing you, you know, studies of people who overworked. Um, that overwork and workaholics and cause all kinds of health problems, mental and physical, and we all know this. We're not asking you to do that. Hell, most people are not working that hard. They're not working even close to the number of hours that many people were working, say, the start of the 20th century during the Industrial Revolution. It's not even close, people. Not even close. And on top of that, it's hardly the same work. Sitting in a freaking cubicle, not the same thing. Even pushing a mop around, not the same thing as what some of those people were doing. And had to do on a daily basis. Not to mention the fact that they had all kinds of chores and things they had to do when they were home because they couldn't, you know, they couldn't rely on anybody else, they couldn't rely on services. They had to, like, oh, I don't know, cut the grass with something that was not electrical, something that had to, they had to move behind. These people moved a whole lot more than we do now. They had a different mindset. They were not interested in hands-outs. Didn't matter what the situation was. A handout was a handout. They didn't want it. It was embarrassing. It was humiliating, and rightfully so. That was the attitude, and that is why we pushed through a depression. That is why we pushed through two wars. In the in the first part of the first, second part of the 20th century. That is why, because we had the right attitude. We had the right. You know what? Knock it down. We'll build it up again, and we'll do a better job. We're going to have people when we. When we have kids, we're going to tell them about the value of work and the value of pride and that it's a privilege to work, not for yourself, but for everybody else. That is not a communistic idea. The idea behind capitalism is that it's trade value for value. Communism is basically just do this now or for you have 12 people who have all the power in the world and you are not allowed to own anything. We own it all. We're going to make the decisions for you. And we're going to make decisions for the rest of the populace as well. And your uh, incentive to do anything at all is nothing because you, you, there's always a ceiling. There is no ceiling in capitalism. You can go as far as you want. You can go as far as you like. All that's limiting you is you know your basic weaknesses, which we all have to get past, and your ambition and drive. It's not about you. It's about the rest of the society and you getting up every morning and giving back. Elizabeth Warren hitting on Elon Musk. You know, I I'm not I don't blame him in the least for reacting. The man pays more in taxes than most people will ever see in their entire lives. He paid more in taxes one year. Well, he, his first reaction was, you know, I this is how much I paid in taxes last year. This is how much I pay in taxes every year. Oh, by the way, what I produce, what my companies have produced, what I have invented. People forget that he was an inventor. Uh, the Zip file, that's a big one. Uh, What I have done for this world on a huge basis, what the hell have you done, would be my question to Warren and all the rest of these idiots. What do you do? You work? Barely. You get paid awfully well for doing very little. And look what I've produced. And you go, freeloader, these people are out to lunch. They don't understand what it takes to build a country because all they've been doing over the past uh, decades trying to tear it down. That's all they've been doing. They've instilled every single rotten, toxic ideology we've got, anti-family, anti-work, yeah, that's working out real well. And anything that requires any amount of discipline, anything that requires any amount of gumption and drive, it's all being torn down because they're, they're just making up reasons to say that these things were bad to begin with. The nuclear family was never bad. The idea of work was never bad. The idea of taking pride in what one does and earning one's keep was never bad. Everyone understood that to be the backbone of society. And when you break that backbone and you start turning to look to, the, to your neighbor and to the government for your handouts, regardless of what size those handouts are, You have started that slippery slope, and it's very difficult to recover from because you now have generations and legions of people, especially young people, who are buying into this. Now, there's no logic behind it. There's no – they've got nothing. You can't tell me, oh, I'm not going to work. What are you going to do? What what purpose do you have? You really think – here's the thing. You want to see a bunch of studies? You want science? Look at the studies that show you the people who are the most productive, the most active, they are by far and away the happiest people. By far and away. The ones that report all these problems with depression and anxiety and all these other issues, you know, they're the ones who never leave the damn house. They're the ones who do very, very little and work the least and do the least on a daily basis. Even outside of work. You know, they don't do any yard work, they don't have any hobbies that require an activity, they don't do anything. Those are by far the most miserable people on the planet. So explain to me how doing less is helping anybody. It's not helping the society, certainly. and It's it's obviously not helping them. It's helping nobody. It's causing us all to regress. And now we have supply chain issues because people will not work the way they're supposed to work. They will not work for certain because, oh, it's it's, it's too low, I can't work. Shut up. Take the job and do it. All our ancestors were able to do this. I understand. That there are wage issues in certain situations. I understand that people work themselves into difficult situations where, you know, you, you, you need a whole lot of money to get out of it and it can seem overwhelming. I get it. The way out of this is not to say give me money for doing nothing. That is not the answer. That is never the answer. It's never the answer for even the worst scenario on the planet. That is not the answer because all it does is perpetuate the problem down through the generations and infects the entire populace and screws up everything. Yes, including the supply chain. Why are things not on shelves? Because people aren't working. They're not coming to terms with the concept of work. This is a populace that is saying the employees should rule all. All employers and all businesses are evil. Well, that's nice. How are you going to get anything then? With that ideology, how is anything going to function? I'm not saying that we should all be running Amazon. I don't like giant corporations. I happen to like small business. My family is a small business work like hell, work like demons, to provide people with what they need and what they want. It's a service. It requires things. And people are so out of touch and so clueless and don't understand how any of this. I think they think that all of it either grows on trees or just pops into existence or maybe is manufactured in the tiny back room of a store or something. I don't know. But when you tell them, no, we can't get that, you know, the, the provider doesn't have it. The supplier doesn't have it. They're confused. They don't understand why. They're so out of touch with how bad this has, has, has gotten that they're, they're, they're lost. Oh, well, why not? Oh, why don't you just hire somebody? Oh, yeah, you do that. See how challenging that is right now. There's a reason why this is complicated. There's a reason why there's a massive schism now between employer and employee. There's a reason now why everywhere you go, you see signs for help wanted. Uh, Everywhere, from gas stations to Fortune 500 companies, everyone's looking. What's interesting is that they're still saying, you know, jobless claims are down. Yeah, well, assistance claims are not down. The number of people on assistance in this country just keeps going up, not down. If assistance worked at all, if the idea of giving somebody something for nothing worked, then those numbers wouldn't be going up. The percentages of people on them wouldn't be going up. They'd be going down. But it, that's not how it works because it's a perpetuating problem. This is why socialism doesn't work. This is why communism doesn't work. This is why handing people something for nothing doesn't work. And I said at the start of the pandemic, if you're going to do this, if you're going to start handing people something for nothing, this is a slippery slope. We'd already started on it a little bit before the pandemic hit with with, some, with a third of the country on some one form of assistance or another. Now here this comes. And you're giving people money, and when when you make them go back to work, their heads are after you know a year of sitting in front of the screen, reading anti-work posts, reading anti-this, anti-that. I just get I should I I I should get this for doing very very little. I deserve this for doing very very little. And i understand understanding, you know, not everybody is in Amazon. They, all I see on ads is how everybody went to work for Amazon. They get $15 an hour and great benefits. Yeah, that's nice. Every single other company on the planet that isn't a giant massive corporation cannot afford that you need to get this through your head most companies are just struggling as best they can to pay people a decent wage and give them at least some benefits they're struggling and struggling you don't get how hard those people work to do that, obviously. You don't get how hard it is to balance that. You don't get how hard it is just to keep doors open in this period of extreme economic duress. You're not getting this. And you're so clueless that you seem to think that you should still be getting $60,000, dollars a year for doing very minimal nothing. Why? Because you have a degree that's proving more and more useless as time goes on. And more and more employers are figuring that out. They were not trained to do anything besides, I don't know, resist the man or some crap, which actually has been all reversed around to the point where it's um, now just listen to the government about anything and we'll take the government's handouts because that's what we do. It's actually funny. We're kowtowing to the man now. It's what what was in the 60s turned on its head. And it's the same people, which is just mind-numbingly ironic. Um, The... But in the end, this is the point I want to make, that the supply chain is, issues are driven by people and by toxic attitudes. That is the problem here. Pride in one's work, pride in being successful and useful, useful to the people around you. It's not about handing somebody a frickin' brownie, not, not, not giving somebody uh, some extra money just because they need it. No, it's about giving them a job. It's about giving them something to do so they feel useful and productive and trading value for value. That is what needs to come back or we're in big trouble. Anyway, that's what I wanted to say this week, a message that I hope some of you really do understand. If you need, if you know somebody who needs to hear this message, by all means, send it over. Um, And hopefully, uh, obviously the war Ukraine thing, I'm I'm really hoping that ends sooner rather than later Uh, with as minimal casualties as possible, obviously. And, uh, And that's it for me this week, and I will see you again next week. Thank you.